It's time for Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic Associates on 95.3 KGY. A weekly look at high school basketball in the area with your hosts, Noel Wall and Olympian prep contributor, Dave Weber. Well, good morning. Welcome to the new year and welcome to Hoop Talk, Thurston County's only high school uh, basketball roundup show. We are covering 28 teams and a big thanks to our sponsors. Please uh, support them. Going to give you plenty of reasons to go and see a basketball game uh, tonight or tomorrow night or who knows, Saturday night. Uh, this show will be available for podcast on the KGY website. Look for Hoop Talk under the on-air drop-down menu. You can also enter your soon-to-be new driver to win driver's education from 911 Driving School. We had last week off. How was your Christmas, your holiday, and all oh, that? Oh, really good. And uh, you know, had a good time, spent a lot of time with relatives and so forth. Down in Portland for quite a bit of it. Actually went back and forth a couple of times. So, yeah. All right. All right. That's great. Later, we'll hear uh, you talk with River Ridge coach Pat Williams and junior Derek Carroll. We'll hear that. We'll also find out uh, where are they now. Donovan Dorsey played at Timberline. And we'll find out where is he now. Starting right off, though, in the SeaTac 1 and 2 B League, Pope John Paul II, the Eagles, both the boys and girls. uh, Let's see. Where are we? Got boys at 1 and 4 in league and 2 and 6 overall. Yeah, they um, both of them played the same schedule, but the, since we've last been on the air, and uh, the boys lost to Evergreen Lutheran and Concordia Christian over that span, and they will uh, play the second game of a doubleheader um, on Friday night against Three Rivers Christian. Might as well just swing right into the yeah, girls. Yeah, the girls that are still looking for a win, girls as far as I can tell, still looking for a win. They got a little bit of trouble putting the ball in the basket, and they lost to those same two teams, Evergreen Lutheran and Concordia Christian. They go to Three Rivers Christian for a 5:30 game on Friday, followed by the boys. All right, and then they'll host uh, Tacoma Baptist on Saturday, and then visit Rainier Christian on Monday. So they got a busy weekend for those kids. Central League uh, Rainier Mountaineers. Uh, I see the boys at 0 and 2 in league and 2 and 10. Yeah. They're at Napavine tonight. Yeah, that's that's a uh, interesting deal there with the girls and boys are kind of diametrically having different seasons. Yeah. Boys lost to South Bend, and they beat PL in the Trojans tournament up there at PL, and in the win over PL, Ethan McFarlane had 15 points, and Wyatt Coleman added 13. And as you mentioned, the Mountaineers are at Napavine tonight. And uh, the girls, as you said, kind of opposite. They're 1-1 one and one in league play, but 10-1 and one overall. Yeah, they're just rolling. Kaylee Schultz is the big star there against PL, and they're when they beat those same two teams that uh, Rainier played, South Bend and PL, and Kaylee Schultz. Had 11 against PL. She's had a lot more than that in some other games, but that was a low-scoring one. And they uh, they next play uh, against Morton White Pass on Friday night. Yeah, they're headed to Randall for that game. Yep. Northwest Christian Navigators. Uh, boys are at seven and one and nine and one. Yeah, same thing. Boys and girls different and going in different directions. Only in uh, the Navigators' case, it's the boys that have the strong record. They beat Raymond, and then they played a non-league game. Charles Wright and won that one as well. And they're just a game out of first place heading into tonight's game up at Life Christian. And then they will play home game with uh, South Bend on Friday. All right. And then uh, tonight on 1A, the boys uh, 0-0. And they haven't played a league game, I guess, is what I'm getting nope. at with 0-0. That's... They are 7-2, and not counting Three Rivers Christian from uh, the 29th. Actually, I have the score of that one. They managed okay. to beat Three Rivers Christian, so they're 8-2. and two. Well, they were eight and two. They played Forks last night yeah. in their league opener. Um, 
but their big win, or their not their big win, their loss, their big loss was the second leg of the Scatter Creek Showdown to Rochester, 50-48. to 48, Pretty dramatic fashion. We'll talk about that when we get to Rochester. But in that game, they did have a couple of high scores. Logan Brewer uh, had 21, and Ingwe Dowie's added 20. And as I mentioned, they played last night after we did the broadcast against Forks. And the girls likewise play Forks last night, um, 9-3 and three before that. Yeah, they played four games since we've last been on the air over the Christmas holidays. They beat Seton Catholic, um, but then they lost to the Scatter Creek rival Rochester for the second time, and then they won the Charles Wright tournament, beating Chimicum and the host Terriers. Freshman Ashley Shaw uh, led the way against Seton Catholic with 26. Her sister Kaylee, who had scored 47 points when those same two teams wow. met earlier, she had a more modest 16 this time. Then she had 15 against Rochester, and then... Uh, Kind of went off in the win over Chimicum for 28 points and 10 rebounds. Ashley had 13 in that game, and Rianne Mathis, 10. And they also opened uh, 1A Evergreen Conference play on Wednesday night against Forks. And both boys and girls will play Montesano on Friday. And uh, there we have our first segment. So Hoop Talk is underway for the new year, 2019. Uh, in our next segment, we'll take a look at 2A. Later, we'll hear from River Ridge coach Pat Williams and junior Derek Carroll. And Donovan Dorsey, where is he now? All that and more. This is Hoop Talk on 95.3 KGY. And welcome back to Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. We're back to take a look at the 2A teams, uh, starting with Rochester Warriors. Rochester uh, then played a league game. None of these people have played league games that we're going to talk about in the next three. Uh, they're 1-8 overall, though. Yeah, that's the boys. For and the they boys. Uh, had a season opening losing streak that reached eight games after they lost to uh, Port Angeles and Forks. But they got a buzzer-beating tip-in from Enrique Sanchez to give themselves a split in the Scatter Creek Showdown with a 58-40-50-48 win in that one. And Keegan Goldrick led the Warriors with 27 points in that one. And Rochester hosts Tumwater tonight in its 2A Evergreen opener. And the girls, I see at 6-3. and three. Girls are pretty good. They got a sweep in the uh, Scatter Creek Showdown. They only played that one game over the break. They beat uh, Tonino 44-40 and... Their stat sheet, stat sheet stuffing point guard, Lexi Jones-Setterberg, was at it again. Had another double-double, this time with 22 points and 15 rebounds. And the girls will play at Tumwater on Friday night for their 2A Evergreen opener. All right. And uh, Tumwater, let's go to them. They're 2-8, uh, and eight, the boys are. And the girls are 9-1. and one. So they are, uh, again, we got teams that are, yeah. you know, opposites of each other. It's very interesting. And... Uh, the boys lost uh, three games since we last talked to you, and that was against Seton Catholic, North Thurston, and Olympic. Um, against Seton Catholic, though, Gunner Fields had a nice night, 20 points. Damon Gaither added 13. And uh, as we mentioned a minute ago, they will be playing Rochester tonight in their league opener. All right. And uh, the girls at 9-1, and one, they're also going to play Rochester. They Friday. are. That, that'll be an interesting game. They beat Capital. Uh, the T-Birds did 68-52. Their only game over the break. That Rochester game should be interesting. You have a uh, couple of teams that are rebuilding. Rochester with more more like juniors and sophomores in their rebuilding program. Uh-huh. Tumwater, almost all freshmen. They start two seniors and three freshmen. Two more freshmen coming off the bench. 
So it'll be an interesting uh, game between the Birds and the Warriors to see how that uh, two AFCO girls race, um, not discounting Black Hills, of course, uh, will go not only this year, but next year as well. Yeah. Okay. And moving on to Black Hills, uh, the boys three and six overall and the girls six and three. Uh, both those teams going to play Centralia here in the second half of the week. Yeah, and interesting, I was noticing when we were looking, doing our research for today's show, Black Hills boys three and six, that sounds bad. They beat Lake Stevens and lost to Olympic, Anacortes, Marysville Getchell over the break. But believe it or not, the Wolves have one of the better non-league records of any of the two AFCO boys teams. Other than Aberdeen, it's seven and one, and WF West, it's three and seven. No other team has more than two victories in the preseason. Wow. So <laughs> still, you, you're going to have to see what happens during league to really know what, what any of those preseason records That will mean. be interesting, yes. Yep. Moving on to the South Puget Sound League, uh, River Ridge Hawks. The girls are 1-3 and three in league, 1-8, and eight, uh, not counting a game against Yelm on Wednesday. Yeah, they finally snapped their uh, losing streak at the start of the year by beating Clover Park 34-27, to 27, but then uh, lost four straight games to Stellicum, Redmond, Bethel, and Shelton. And they hosted Yelm last night in a non-league game and host Tyee in an SBSL game on Friday night. All right, and the boys, 1-4 and four and 4-8 four and eight overall. Uh, they had a, just came off a win, and that's part of your interview. It is part of the interview, and it, it, they're an interesting team. They're 4-8, uh, and eight, but they've won three of their last six, so maybe more of a 500-type team than a 4-8 and eight team. They beat Eisenhower and North Thurston during the Christmas break, losing to Stellicum Auburn and Olympic. Uh, and their win over um, both those wins were come from behind. Marquand Cannon had 17 points to uh, lead a 66-64 win over Eisenhower. Derek, Car- Derek Carroll, who we'll talk to in a minute, added 13. Lamar Campbell, 11, and Apollo Calero, 11. And against North Thurston, uh, another comeback victory, down eight in the second corner. Carroll uh, had 18, and they returned to 2ASPSL play with five consecutive road games. Wow. Starting with Friday night's visit to Tai. Yeah, that's a that's a tough road bit trip. Of scheduling. That's yeah, a tough road bit trip. of scheduling, yeah. All right. Well, let's hear uh the interview. Anything you want to lead in with this interview? Um just that this was a good win for them that I talked to them immediately after they beat uh, North Thurston in North Thurston's tournament. And you know, they're not in the same league anymore, but it's still a big rivalry for them. And obviously, they've been trying to uh piece things together. They have some good underclass talent as well. Derek Carroll, Lamar Campbell are undergrads, or undergrads, um, juniors. And also they have uh, Dante Owens playing a little bit of point guard for them. He's a freshman so or a sophomore. So they are uh, another team that could be building towards the future, and that's kind of the attack they took when we were talking. All right, well, here's the interview. We're at North Thurston High School with Coach Pat Williams from River Ridge. It just pulled off a uh, come-from-behind win over one of the local rivals. North Thurston, you guys are 3-8, but you've won three of your last six. Is it starting to come around to – where you hope to be? We're, we're starting to get there. So far, the season has been a roller coaster ride for us. Sometimes we're playing well, sometimes we're playing very, very bad. And uh, we're just looking for that consistency. And uh, hopefully, we can, we can build off of this. You know, our last couple of games, we've been playing a whole lot better basketball. Team basketball has been our focus, along with uh, limiting second chance opportunities for other teams, basically getting on the boards. It's been a big thing for us. So, uh, hopefully, we can continue to build on this and take this into our second half of the season. Hopefully, we can come out with a couple more wins. I was going to say, you're coming when you beat a rival like this. Is it an extra boost to the kids? It is. It is. Because, you know, this is, there's always the talk about who's going to be the, the king of the town down here. 
and you know those are the three schools that always kind of kind of compete and battle it out and uh, it feels good it feels good I know for us as an organization these kids they feel good to get that win against a crosstown rival like that yeah and who are some of the individuals that have stood out recently for you guys some of the individuals that stood out we got one right here which is Derek Carroll right. um, you know he's six five we always keep telling him to play six five you know we always wanted to play big he's been coming around another player for us been kind of been our catalyst has been Lamar Campbell hmm. He's been putting up numbers for us, and we've really been focusing on our on our guard play. We really want Marquand Cannon to come around a little bit more, you know, being that, that senior. one three tonight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we need that senior leadership from him, and I know as he starts to go and he works hard, it kind of becomes contagious for the rest of the team. So knowing what you know now, how do you feel about your chances in the SPSL? How's that going to look? Uh, you know, I feel good if we continue to play like this, you know. Mm -hmm. If we continue to play like this, uh, that, that selfless basketball, not being selfish, you know, uh, working that ball around 8 to 10 to 12 passes, I think we'll be all all right. We continue to lock in defensively. I think we'll pull out some wins. And I think we can surprise some people here in the second half of the season. When you said play like you did tonight, you're down eight in the first half. Mm -hmm. Came roaring back. What changed? You know, we we didn't change anything really. All we did is we just we just wanted to continue to focus on our strengths and what we wanted to do well tonight. And that was taking everything away from ball side to make sure that we had some great help side that we don't get caught up on their baseline screen, that little flex screen that they try to run. And I thought we did a, a great job with that. And then we really focused in on uh, on Tinkley tonight. Didn't react well when you guys. Don't Team. Yeah, that was a big yeah. focus for us, especially when he got the ball in the post. We wanted to double down right. and make it hard on him. All right, thanks a lot, Coach. I'll give a few questions for Derek now. Now with Derek Carroll, junior forward for uh, the Hawks. And Derek, just the same question I started Coach off with. You guys won three of your last six. What's changing for you guys, and why are you uh, coming closer to what you want to be? Well, everyone's giving a lot of effort. Everyone, We're playing with a lot of team basketball, um, playing better defense. We're just hungry. We're trying to get to the playoffs because everyone's doubting us this year. And our seniors are stepping up and being leaders. So you have some good seniors, and they are being leaders, but then yourself, Lamar, Campbell, Dante, Owens, and Tyler No, you're all pretty good players that are underclassmen. Yeah. How, how bright is the future for the River Ridge program? It's very bright. Got everyone, every underclassman stepping up. Coach Pavin told us that for us to be good this year and next year, our underclassmen have to bring it as much as the seniors, so that's what we're focusing on. And when I'm watching you play out there, you look like you're uh, really solidly under control. Do you try to let the game come to you? Is that the style of play you try to yeah. work towards? Yeah, my teammates help me get the ball a lot, like getting me good shots and I just try to stay under control even if the game gets rattled up like it did today at the end of the game so I just try to keep the team calm. What's this, what's the key to your success the rest of the way for you guys to have a good league season? Defense. We just got to keep playing defense. That's the number one thing. Even, Pat, even coach tells us to focus on defense. Alright, very good. Thanks a lot, Derek. And this is Dave Weber with KGY 95.3. And uh, yeah, interesting conversation there. Yeah, it was. I think uh, you know, I wasn't really... Um, Super aware of Derek before uh, watching that game, but uh, he's everything his coach was talking about and everything I kind of alluded to. Uh, big kid, uh, can shoot the three, and he uh, lets the game come to him. I mean, he's not doesn't look real hyper out there, but he gets a lot done. So be interesting to see him this his junior year and also his senior year and see where he goes from there. It was interesting to listen. He's kind of soft spoken, and usually Indeed. you don't get that from a guy who's a you know, a, a little bit of an athletic star. Yeah, and you get that. There's a few, but it's 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 kind of a rarity. But he, uh, you know, it kind of I think that goes with the personality of being a player who lets the game come to him on the court. You're just, you know, confident in what you can do and what your teammates can do, and you're just, you know, not going to get too excited in any situation. All right. Well, there we have it. And River Ridge uh, again, they're going to be playing Tyee. So that's what's in their future. In our future is a, a move up to 3A. We'll be looking at 3A when we come back. we still got 4A to get to as well. And uh, we'll find out where 
is Donovan Dorsey now. This is Hoop Talk on 95.3 Olympus KGY. And we are back to talk hoops on KGY. Uh, Hoop Talk is presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. We're up to 3A, the South Sound Conference, and we'll tip things off with the North Thurston Rams. The boys have split the league so far, 2-2. Two and two. They're 4-6 and six overall. They're going to play Central Kitsap tomorrow. Yeah, that's uh, that league is interesting. you got Timberline in first, Shelton in second. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But mm-hmm. um, still not impossible that Thurston, which is, after all, are the defending champs. They lost two huge players in uh, Jeremy Spencer and Clay Christian, but they've still got some talent. Uh, they got a win over Tumwater, and then they lost to Shelton, Centralia, and River Ridge over Christmas. Tim Tankley, who's their scoring leader, he had 42 points against the Thunderbirds. That's a basket full yeah. of points. Oh, yeah. He was dominating inside 9 of 10 of his two-point attempts, 12 of 14 when he got fouled from the free throw line. So, yeah, he, he's a tough one. And then uh, their point guard, Tariq Osman, had 11 in that game. The next night, as we just uh, talked about against uh, River Ridge, they were defeated, and Tinkley got off to a slow start, but ended up with 14 points. So he's always good for something. And they host Central Kitsap. On Friday. All right. And the uh, girls off to a strong start, 3-2 and two in league and 7-3 and three overall. Yeah, they and they have a couple of star players that they're riding to that uh, record. Um, they beat Shelton and Clover Park um, and also beat their alumni, 49-45. Oh, yeah, the alumni the game. The alumni game, but that doesn't count, but uh, not in the wins and losses or the RPI. But So, in other words, they did not taste defeat over the break. And senior guard Brooklyn Harn, Still averaging a double-double, 22 points and 10 rebounds, averages. And then Rocky Brown is adding 17 points a game for them, and they travel to Central Kitsap on Friday. Yeah, interesting that they're both playing on Friday night. I would think you'd want to have the, you know, not thin out your crowd. That's the SSC, and before that, the 3A Narrows was like that. The the 3A schools around here for the last decade, I guess, have gone opposite sites. Yep, and that's what's going on with uh, everybody. Yep. Yelm, uh, off to a slow start, 0-5 and, and 1-9 and yeah. for the boys. Yep, they, you know, last couple of years, they haven't really been too strong. They uh, only played once, and that was to lose a league game to Timberline, 82-50. to And they played a non-league game at Eatonville last night and then traveled to Gig Harbor for a league game on Friday. All right, the the Elm girls are doing better. They're three and two in league and five and four overall. Not counting River Ridge, who they played last night. Yeah, and they they got a big win. Um, they beat uh, Timberline forty eight forty three, and Timberline is not having a spectacular year this year, but they are kind of one of the uh, key teams in the SSC. And Yelm is kind of in a rebuilding mode for them to get that win, and not only get the win, but have that be the win that pushes them. Above yep. 500, that's a good win for the Tornadoes. And they will host the Tide tomorrow. They will. And the Shelton High Climbers, the boys are off to a pretty decent start. 3-1 and one in league play, 6-2 and two overall, and they're going to play capital. Yeah, they really are off to a good start. They're second place uh, behind Timberline by a game and a half. Um, they thumped North Thurston 64-45 at home and then uh, split a couple of non-league games, beating Auburn Riverside. But losing to North Creek, not really sure where North Creek hmm. is. An old yeah, I've not heard of that one. Maybe before. an out-of-state team that they picked up in a tournament. But um, 
Ty Thompson and Tyler Ald continue averaging in double figures for them. That's a surprising team, and we will see what they will be able to do with Capital on Friday night. Capital has been kind of resurgent in recent days too, so that that may be one of the better games of the weekend. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one because we'll talk about Capital uh, in the next segment, but they're off to a pretty good start uh, for the boys. The girls for Shelton, uh, one and four in league, two and eight in overall play, so they've got some room for improvement. Yeah, their uh, outcomes over the break, they lost to, I mean, yeah, they lost to North Thurston, Mission Prep, and Annie Wright, but then they bounced back and got a big win over River Ridge, 62-17. to And they will travel to Capitol and see what happens there on Friday night. And that's it. I didn't realize Annie Wright had a basketball team. Annie Wright has a basketball team, and a couple of years ago, they had a, a girl that was um, going to be all or was all state in their division. Okay, but she left the team early to go to New York to become an opera singer. Holy so, cow! Okay, Annie writes that type of school. They'll rise up and be good in sports once in a while, but yeah. the rest of the time you're not even going to know. Well, they've got a field hockey field there too. Yeah. I grew up just right, Is that right? right around in yeah. that neighborhood with that yeah. school, and so it was always something. Uh, a boarding school, yeah. if, if you don't know. Yeah. So there's, yeah. uh, you know, that's where we'd go talk to girls from California. whose <laughs> <laughs> parents had sent them up here. Right. Anyway, I digress. You do. We are uh, done with this segment. We got one more segment left. Uh, don't leave us still to come. Capital Cougars, Timberline, and the Olympia Bears. We are talking hoops on KGY. And welcome back. We are back with Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. And we are here to uh, pick up the last of the teams that we cover. 28 teams. Holy cow. Uh, we're in the middle of 3A, so Capital Cougars. Uh, they are off to an okay start. 3-2 and two in league, 9-2 and two overall, so that sounds good. They're going to host, uh, they'll be at Shelton, I should say, tomorrow. Yeah, and Capital, those two losses were by a single point to... Um... I believe Central Kitsap and then Timberline. So, you know, if you have two one-point losses, one of them to the league leader, yeah, that shows that you could change things around. Could yes, you could necessarily, but it could happen. And they had uh, a big league win over Gig Harbor um, since we last talked to the people, and then they swept three non-league foes from the southwest corner of the state: Mark Morris, Fort Vancouver, and Heritage. And against Mark Morris, Chris Penner banked in a three with four seconds left to secure a 54-51 victory. And, uh, That's exciting. Yeah, and as a little aside, I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, legendary Monarchs coach Bill Bacchamus, who last time we talked, he was seeking his 600th win. Oh, that's right. And he was denied that win. Anyway, then, kind of surprising because Bill's usually a mild-mannered guy. He ended up getting suspended for four games um, after confronting the referees after a loss to Kelso. He wasn't on the bench for the Capitol game. Uh, and a few others, but he ultimately did become the sixth coach in Washington prep history to reach that milestone with a win against Ellensburg at the Yakima Sundome last week. Um, so just a little interesting aside there, but Capital uh, continued to fare well. They uh, blasted Fort Vancouver 86-45, shooting 65% from behind the three-point line. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot from behind the yeah. three-point line. And Lucas Bowser, one of their guards, had 23 points in that one. The famous combination of Penner and Grant Erickson, 13 points each in that. And then those two came back in the uh, another route of Heritage, 
Tanner had 30, Erickson 16 in that one. So the game you mentioned against Shelton, the Cougars are bringing a seven-game win streak into that one, and there haven't been a lot of seven-game win streaks among the uh, 28 teams we cover here. So yeah. that's, that's a good one for them. That is really good. That is really good. On the girls' side, uh, one and four in league, although they have a winning record overall at six and five. Yeah, that kind of. I think they started out five and zero. I mean, they they really uh, got a dose of reality when they got into the SSC, which is a very tough league. Not going to say the Capital Girls aren't a good team, but you know, you're playing Gig Harbor, you're playing Peninsula. Gig Harbor was state champs last year. Peninsula has Bell Fraser, who's a really good player. Timberline has some good players. So um, when they hit that league season, um, a little bit of uh, tougher competition kicked in. Yes, and uh, so they'll host Shelton, they host Shelton on Friday. Friday. Timberline Trailblazers uh, couldn't get any better. Five and zero in league. They are uh, eight and three overall. Yeah, and they had a couple of games. They uh, thrashed Yelm, which you know has been standard in uh, the SSC the last couple of years. But then they lost a non-league game to Skyview. Skyview is a pretty tough team. They went down to the uh, Les Schwab tournament out in Hillsboro. That's a nationwide tournament. And Skyview was in that after their win over Timberline. So, you know, I'm not going to say Timberline couldn't compete with them, but it wasn't a disgraceful loss to lose to a team like that. Yeah. And I think you mentioned they'll be hosting Peninsula on Friday night. And the girls are three and two and five and four and will be at Peninsula Friday. Yep. And they're in third place. We mentioned they lost to Yelm, but they're still behind those two uh, Gig Harbor teams, Peninsula and Gig Harbor. Um, Gig Harbor has Bryn Maxwell, who's a Utah commit, and Peninsula has Bell Frazier. I'm not sure where Bell's going, but she's a, a pretty awesome player as well. And so they're behind those two. That's not too terrible. They got a win over Kentwood in one of those showcase things over the break, and they will uh, travel to Peninsula, which obviously shapes up to be a critical game for both teams on Friday. Yeah. All right, we move to 4A, and uh, the Olympia Bears – and there's another team that's doing pretty well. The boys, again, perfect in league. They're 5-0. and They have a 6-3 and overall record. They're at Bellarmine tonight. Going to host Graham Kapowson on Saturday. Yeah, and interestingly, I don't, I don't know exactly what happened, but I was out at their last game at uh, when they beat Emerald Ridge, their last league game, and they were expected to be playing Puyallup in a big showdown game a couple of nights later. That game apparently has been switched to uh, January 12th, in the meanwhile, Puyallup lost to somebody else, so now the Bears are in first place okay. all by themselves. Um, but they will be playing that game with Puyallup a week from this weekend, and that will uh, obviously tell the tale a little bit for uh, how the uh, SPSL comes out. They beat Kennedy Catholic in a non-league game, and they fell to Union, which is a really good 4A team from down in uh, Camas. Kai Johnson paced the Bears with 14 in that game, and Andrew Lindsay added 13. All right. The girls off to an okay start as well. They're three and two in league. They're four and five overall. They're going to host Bellarmine tonight and uh, we'll be at Graham Kapowson on Saturday. Yeah. And they, they had a tough, uh, tough road the last couple of weeks. They lost a league game to Curtis. Then they went out to the Central Valley tournament in Spokane. And for people who don't follow girls basketball all that closely, Central Valley is a national power in girls basketball. There's actually nowadays there's some national tournaments at the end of the year where uh, Washington uh, WIA will sometimes let people go play in those. Oh, and Central Valley went to one of those, so they're a they're a power, and they had a tough tournament. Bears were out there, lost to universities, the host Central Valley, 
and Richland. But as you said, they will be back to SPSL and Bellarmine Prep, which is leading the league and undefeated in league. They will play them tonight at Chick Rocky Gym in Olympia. So I had an aside about uh, Annie Wright. When I was growing up near Annie Wright, the uh, girls would not be hosting Bellarmine tonight. They would be hosting Aquinas Academy. That was the girls' high yeah, school. That, that reminds me of when I was in the Bay Area. Um, there was uh, St. Mary's was the boys' high school. in. Uh, it wasn't actually in Berkeley. It was in Albany, which is a little bit north of Berkeley. But it was kind of the, the Catholic school for the Berkeley area. Okay. And they had a girls' school named Presentation. But now it's just all one school, so it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, same, same deal. Same if they put the yeah. girls in with Bellarmine, and then they uh, took the elementary school kids and gave them the, the girls' campus for high school. Well, it wraps up 28 teams. Uh, what we need to know now is where are they? Where is he? Where is Donovan Dorsey? Well, let's first talk a little bit about Donovan Dorsey. I've got a photograph at home for the reason, reason that I have it. will be evident in a second, but okay. it's a picture of uh, – a thing called the Grind Team, which is uh, Timberline coach Alan Thomas and a former uh, Riveridge star, Geo Woods, who's a longtime overseas professional. And they had this Grind Team, and they'd have people working out. And in this photograph um, is Blazers' all-time leading girl scorer, Sasha Weber, who I somehow know. And uh, she went on to play at New Mexico State and pro ball in Germany and England. Current Wichita State freshman Eric Stevenson, who is the Blazers' all-time boys scoring leader. And current Timberline linchpin Hunter Campo, the brilliant two-sport playmaker, quarterback and point guard, they're all working out together. But at the time the photo was snapped, there was no Timberline product who loomed larger than Donovan Dorsey, who was at that time a part-time starter at UW. And Dorsey decided to leave Washington after two seasons. He transferred to Montana, which forced him to sit out a year as a redshirt. And then last fall, just as his uh, junior year was ending, he uh, suffered a horrific season-ending hip injury. So he's been away for two years from the actual court, but he's finally back, and the six foot seven guard has started two of the Grizz' first 10 games, just averaging 4.4 points, but Montana's 9-4 and four overall, 2-0 and oh in the Big Sky Conference. So let's, hear, let's just hope that they make a nice postseason push and that Dorsey will find an even bigger role for himself as he gets back into game shape. Because as I mentioned prior to Eric Stevenson becoming the guy the last few years around here, Donovan Dorsey was one of the best that, that has ever come out of the area, and particularly the best that's come out of Timberline. All right. It's always nice to know, you know, what are these people doing? Yeah, and there's, uh, there's many more. It's, this is a pretty, you know, it's surprisingly fertile area for basketball. I don't know how far back you are aware of how people compared it to the other areas, but um, back 10, 11 years ago, people, oh, this is a horrible area. There's, this isn't a basketball area. you got to go up to the – if you have a good player, you got to make them go up to play you out of – Tacoma or whatever, yeah. Uh, but now it just seems like, uh, you know, year after year, there's there's some really good players in this area, and Donovan Dorsey was kind of, you know, where everything was moving towards that kind of thing, and he was like, I mean, there's been big name players before. I'm not going to say there haven't. There was Bigelow at, and Golob from Olympia. There've been a few, but yeah. But he was the one that kind of, hey, it's really getting there now. UW's recruiting this kid, and it was just a shame to see him uh, get that injury right after his redshirt year. All right. Well, that's, uh, yep. Uh, but now, like he said, uh, working for the Grizzlies and, you know, get some stuff done, get some good playing time. You never know what'll happen. He's been getting about 15, 20 minutes a game. So hopefully that'll increase if he continues to play well and, uh, they continue to have a good season. All right.
Uh, college ball, South Puget Sound. I found a thing that just tells when their home games are. So next Wednesday, they're going to play Highline. Uh, I don't know about the Saints or the Ducks, the Gooey Ducks. Uh, yeah, you're kind of putting me on the spot, but I did do a big feature story on the Saints, and they had a long break. They played uh, Dixie State, which was a nationally ranked team. They beat Dixie State at home to be 9-1. and one. I think they resume play this week. So okay. check your local listings, as they say. And as I think I've said before, when we were talking about McKenna Schultz, one of our other where, mm-hmm. where is she now kind of things, so it's fun. It's fun ball to go watch the Saints or the Goodies. You bet. Play. You bet it is. Yep. Seahawks are in the playoffs. They're going to play Dallas at Dallas. A five fifteen uh, kick, three o'clock pregame on our sister station, the ninety six nine K A Y O. What do you think about that one? You know, I've got to say, I know people are probably mad at me because I'm always picking against the Hawks, <laughs> but, but this week I'm going to say they're going to beat Dallas. I think it's going to be you know their second win of the year over the Cowboys and uh, a good one. So. All right. Well, we will look forward to that one. That comes up again. That's a Saturday game. Uh, go out and go to a game. There are games here, and there are uh, a lot of good games going on, and we're into the league now for pretty much all of the schools are playing league games. So it is time to go out and see, see some good basketball. Thanks to our sponsors, Olympia and Rapid Orthopedic, to l Bottling, the Spin Tees, J&I Power, Woodshed Furniture, and 911 Driving School. Please support them. Uh, we thank you for joining us this morning and every Thursday morning. You can find the podcast on kgyfm.com. You can email us, rzt at kgyfm.com. And uh, we're here in January now, so 8.30 every Thursday morning for Hoop Talk as the high school basketball season is really right in the swing of things. Now time for the weekday workday kickoff. That's all the greatest hits back-to-back-to-back right here on 95.3 Olympia's KGY.